Hello, Acaville Radio. Welcome to another episode of Talk Acapella. It's a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm your host, Brian Alexander, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in today. We really appreciate you listeners joining us on this crazy ride as we bring new and exciting guests to you each week. And I am especially excited for our guest today. She is a close friend of mine back from in the day of my collegiate years. We, we did some uh, singing together back at the University of North Texas, and she has also brought her uncle with us, who they form a dynamic duo, which we will learn all about on today's episode. Joining me is Liz Sosa and Juan Sosa. How are you all doing today? Happy um, to be here. Yes, definitely. I am so ecstatic to have the both of you guys on. It's just been a pleasure learning about Liz's wonderful and talented musical family. And I'm just like, man, we got to get them on at some point. And like, this is like the perfect time with everything that you guys got going on. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. This is great. So can I just say like, best that I can remember it, this is only our third episode where we've had guests who are related in some way. So I got to start by asking out the all important question here. What's it like being able to create musical family oh gosh it's magical it honestly is and i hadn't started realizing how how wonderful it it is to have family who are musical i didn't realize it until i started dating a, a person who doesn't have that in his family and so yeah my boyfriend mike and he's just kind of like it, it's amazing that you have this and you don't realize what you have and it was when he said that that i've kind of like taken into appreciation the fact that my you know my dad can play trumpet and guitar and my uncle he plays everything as well <laughs> what um, are the instruments that you played getting getting to the question i think growing up listening to my dad and his uncle they had a mexican ballroom orchestra a full orchestra like from the 1940s 50s i mean they had the in spanish they call them the metales which are which is the brass which is the the, the trumpets the trombone and the saxes you know they call it metales metal right and they had the full rhythm section and and they had usually a female singer and a male singer and doing all these Spanish boleros, all this ballroom music. And we grew up listening to a lot of that. And as I got a little bit older, I started paying attention. They continued, my dad continued teaching us all music. As a music edu educator himself, he brought so much home to us. You know, I'm the youngest of, of the eight children. My sister Priscilla, who just passed away on the 30th of January, and I'll get back to that in a bit, was then it's my brother, Liz's dad. And he became a band director. And all of us were in band, except for my deaf sister. So all of us, we just, we just grew up learning music. My sister Melinda and I were in choir when we were in high school together while we were in band. So we just always done it. And so mm -hmm. when we get together with family, we love picking on each other. And, and so we're like, all right, all right, you sing Frank. And, and we kind of do like the karaoke roulette. And so oh, yeah. like somebody chooses a song for me mm -hmm. and then I have to choose one for Lizzie and Lizzie has to choose one for her aunt and uh -huh. so on and so forth. So it's really neat. It's really like super We like to cool. challenge each other yeah. as well. Like, and, oh, okay, really? you can sing this song or then you can definitely sing this one. And we just go for it. And that's just so cool that my family is able to do that. People who come in and visit with us, they always have like such a great time. And they're always amazed that we're all just pretty much musical in our own ways. And it's so much fun. Well, I just love it. And it doesn't end with, with my with my siblings. No. It continues it continues with my nieces and nephews. We have twenty one nieces and nephews. And, and so three girls and the rest are all gentlemen. And so <laughs> but everybody brings something to the table. I mean everybody will get on that mic and sing something. Every yes. one of them. And you know, your brother My brother Jerry, uh, he plays, plays guitar. Oh yeah, yeah, uh -huh. Jerry. And also another one that lives in Denton actually, uh, Ray Sanchez. 
he's a left-handed guitar player and he'll get on there and he'll sing and he'll mm -hmm. play and it's truly amazing to see the generation this is we're on the third generation of musically inclined people yeah. like in and he our, hasn't even mentioned his own kids yeah uh, <laughs> oh, really? yeah <laughs> my boys are actually they're my students joseph is my trumpet player he's also drum major in the nixon band here in laredo and johnny is a saxophone player johnny is actually reminds me a lot of my dad just in the way he plays he loves jazz and he just wails on the horn and he's only 14 15 years old and he's just wailing on it and and he just like just loves jamming out and he you know jazz is a whole other thing that we can talk about you know oh my goodness you yeah. know studying those chords and doing all these things and mm -hmm. so it's really cool you know how even my nephew from Denton will call my son and say hey Joseph can you help me out with this mm -hmm. can you tell me this what am I playing uh, what am I doing and and so mm -hmm. it, it's really cool the connection I know I was never close to my cousins and I'm a little sad in the work we're working a little bit on that relationship now as I'm getting older, as we're starting to dwindle away, right? I hate to say it so morbidly, but I'm very proud of my, my nieces and nephews for stay, sticking together, staying in constant communication with each mm -hmm. other. I think it's really magical, you know, and all of those things, when we're together, it's just really neat, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. you sing something, all right, now you sing something, and, and they challenge each other, the nieces and nephews do too. They'll <laughs> the be time. like, Joseph, you pick up the guitar now, and you sing, and so... Oh my goodness, yes. You know, really cool. <laughs> It just sounds like there's such a, a, a deep connection that you guys share with music that like goes beyond like, I guess, a normal household where, <laughs> you know, you get people that just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like my favorite artist. Or I like listening to the radio or whatever. But you guys just sound like, man, it's a riot like every single time, oh my which, gosh. Is, which is something like it's. I think you mentioned it, Juan. You mentioned the word like magical in there. And it's just like, that's something I try and convey to people who aren't performers, who aren't musicians or whatever. There's something about connecting with other mm -hmm. artists. And you guys have that other added level of being like a family that it just, it can just like be so organic. It can happen all the time. Right. And so here's what I want to do. I, I kind of want to remove, because I know that you guys are multi-talented. You're singers, you, you play instruments and everything. I kind of want to remove instruments for a second, just because, you know, we are an acapella show. I want to ask this question. When did you first feel comfortable singing in front of an audience? And do you have, do either, I know Liz, you have experience with acapella, mm -hmm. but Awan yourself, do you have any experience singing acapella or in a choir at all? Well, the first time my dad put me on stage, I, was, I think I was six or seven and I was not comfortable. <laughs> I was not right? comfortable. Yeah. I can and, imagine. Yeah. And and my sister, rest in peace, Priscilla, used to tell me, Johnny, sing, sing it. I'll follow you on guitar, right? And then she'd stop and she'd go, okay, now sing it again. And I'd go off to another key. I didn't have that harmonic training yet. And so I didn't really get comfortable singing in front of people until I joined choir my sophomore year in high school. Yeah. And I'm actually teaching at my alma mater. So... Oh, you teach choir too? No, I teach band and I teach mariachi, but I studied choir there as well as the other... Well, there. I have a story of so, uh, dad told me that when, when you had decided to go into uh, music teaching that you had wanted to be a choir teacher at first. Right. Well, I started off as a double major. Yeah. I started off as a vocal major. Yeah. And a wind instrumental major, but it was a lot doing the double juries, but I didn't get comfortable until my sophomore year. And I walked into that audition to audition for the high school choir for the varsity ensemble. And the choir directors that were judging us were from other campuses. And after I finished, and I don't remember what it was, it was cantate 
some Latin, something I don't remember, but I, Domino, I can't Domino, I can't Domino, I don't remember. Okay. So <laughs> you're I, taking me back, you're bringing me You probably did something like this. Uh, it was hilarious because it was a blind audition. So there was a chalkboard. Well, the ladies insisted on standing up and checking to see who was singing because obviously I had been the better singer in that audition. And my teacher, Emmeline McDowell, I don't know where she's at now, but she was like, no, 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 you stay but we got to see who it is. They're, they're, we want him to come to my campus because she had, oh, she, yeah, she had hired a vocal teachers from other campuses to come. And so, oh, we want him on our campus. And she's like, no, he's mine. We got to see who it is. <laughs> they were fighting. And I think actually the, the very first time, how, how I ended up in choir, this is a very important part of my vocal singing. We were setting up for a back-to-school circus that we've always had, our school district. And they feature choirs, they feature the bands, they feature the mariachis, they feature everybody, all the kids, the elementary choirs. And, and so Ms. McDowell was in front of her choir and she's like, can somebody please sing an A, sing an A? And I'm like, I think I can do that. And so I went, uh, I don't think I can sing it right now because, you know, I'm under the gun. I'm like, oh, he's going to sing it. <laughs> I think I sang the A, I, I think I sang the A concert and she's like, oh. And she turned around. She's like, where's that coming from? Where's it coming from? And uh, I, I loved her so much. And she's like, you are going to join my choir next semester. And I said, I'm done with it. You know, I have time. I have room in it. I have room <laughs> in my schedule. So that's how I started. And then she wouldn't even let me audition for solos. She would just throw them at me. She'd be like, uh, Juan, Juan, you're gonna you're gonna sing this solo, and the guys would like the guys would get mad, and they'd be like, uh, "That's a little unfair," you know. And so she started auditioning, like, and you know, I would always get them. And and so my senior year, getting ready to graduate from choir was our last concert, and at the end, I think we did like it was like a jazz, quasi jazz stuff and it was like a duet at the end and uh, i think it was called yes i can yes 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 yes, i can no i can't no he can't yes i don't know if you know that one but that's the one and so my good friend melva was the female lead and she was standing like right next to me and then at the very end you know our teacher said okay let's see who who wins at the very end you're gonna hold out the notes until you can and let's see who wins to see who can and who can't so we chipped out on it and she made me laugh i think she ended up like pinching me in the rib or something and i'm like oh that's cheating but that's when i got comfortable that was a lot of fun and then i studied in texas a&m kingsville which is about 150 miles west of east of laredo and i had a blast there I was in jazz singers, which is also a vocal. It's an acapella. Sometimes we had like the combo playing, like a bass and a guitar, but most of the time it was acapella. And we did a whole bunch of jazz stuff. I didn't really solo that much because I was really busy with both. I'm like, I don't want to audition for a solo. I was like, I don't have time, you know. So I was just learning that, you know. And I hate to say this, but, and I've learned to change this kind of attitude, but. I started going through the motions instead of growing. And I actually learned that phrase. I learned that phrase from one of my administrators that hired me when I came back to Laredo. It was actually also one of my brother's students. So he said, stay away from saying going through the motions. You need to grow through the motions. And so that, like that, and that was like four or five years ago. And he told me that. And I was 41, 42 years old when I moved back home. 
And that just kind of like has echoed in everything that I do right now. It's like grow, grow through it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. I mean, Liz and I make a lot of mistakes, Mm -hmm. but we grow through it. And it's like, we kind of look at each other. We're like, okay, think about that. Yeah. Yeah, Just make a mental note. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I'm always writing actual notes during gigs. I'll be like, okay, that ending didn't work. Let me make a note and remind my (laughs) uncle for later. You know, ending, ending about feeling comfortable is you're always going to have that element of nervousness and i know i know i always do especially when i'm trying to read the crowd you know in high school i really didn't think about it in college i knew my peers were all studying music and i knew that it was critical so i was a little uncomfortable but even now i've been doing this practically my whole life and i still get nervous i still kind of like oh my god this is a tough crowd mm-hmm. you know like last night oh, i was goodness. like yeah we got to change this up you know gosh last night we had done what was it rolling in the deep i sang it and <laughs> i was like i i was feeling myself in it i was like okay we're doing we're doing good i had some people like start paying attention and then the song we ended it with a bang it's and like, nobody applaud nothing and so we're like oh okay it's it, that kind of crowd today you, you, <laughs> yeah. you could hear the cups fall yeah and the, and the baby cry <laughs> Like, we, we've been there. You yeah, know, yeah, been there. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you sad. know what? I like that point that you made about reading a, a crowd and reading the room at the end of the day because something I, I'm a firm believer of, and you guys have hit, been hitting on it, is that you don't really ever get rid of nerves. You just learn mm-hmm. how to manage them better as yeah. you become an artist. And I love that idea of growing instead of just kind of going because, man, we, we speak so much about being on autopilot when you go through performances and things like that, and you're not really connecting with what's going on. And I think you know no matter what age of an artist you are there's always room to grow there's always room to develop and i love that story that you're sharing juan on you know how far it's all brought you i do want to transition to liz real quickly because i know a little bit about your history because i spent time singing with you but uh you know give our listeners some background about your past and singing and if you want of course touch on your acapella experience okay well i started singing Gosh, my mom tells me this story that they knew that I could sing when I was three years old, maybe even before that. (laughs) And it goes all the way back to my love of Disney. I was just always watching The Little Mermaid. What was it? Beauty and the Beast. But The Little Mermaid is the story that my mom will always tell me. She's like, Lizzie, you've been singing since you were a baby. And I'll never forget hearing you sing um, the little... I can't do it right oh, now. Yeah. I suck right now, right? No, no, beautiful. <laughs> but she was like, I heard you singing that. Dad heard you singing that. And you were on pitch. And that you were just barely three years old. I'm like, I wow, I had no idea. And I don't remember any of this, of course. But from then, they said, I just didn't stop singing. And I mean, how could you not when you have your family always doing music and get-togethers oh, and seeing, <laughs> I'll never forget seeing my dad sing with my, you know, my grandpa playing his instruments and my tia Priscilla. She was, I learned how to sing through her and, and the way that she engaged with the audience. Of course, my uncle and just like, Getting it that being around that helped me, I guess, develop my singing abilities. But I, you know, you when you're young and you're singing, you don't know that you have it. And then one day, my mom, I think my mom is just like, she's always been the one to push me through and just kind of always been like, you can do it. You can do it. My dad, on the other hand, he's like, look, she'll do it if she wants to. And but my mom, she's always been, no, she's going to do it. So I'll never forget another time. My, I think I was in second grade and um, mom, she was a teacher at an elementary school and I went to the same school as she taught at. And she comes in from a meeting and she's like, Lizzie, in two days, you're going to sing the Strasbungle Banner for, you're going to sing it. 
paid for the Vietnam Veterans uh, Memorial Service here at our school. And I was like, what? I'm barely in second grade. And it was just so scary. And oh, gosh, I-, I cried that first time that, you know, yeah, I was just so nervous. But I did the performance. I didn't mess up. I stayed in the same key all the way through, which really impressed oh, my dad. <laughs> and after that gig or after that performance, an older gentleman came up to me and he he was like rubbing his eye. And I was like, okay, what, what's going on here? And later on, my mom told me, she's like, you made him cry. He came up to say, yeah, you know, he came up to tell me that you did an amazing job that you made him cry. And I was, I had no idea I could do anything like that. And so that's kind of where things started to change a little bit. I was still very scared. I don't feel like I found my voice, my true performance capabilities until I got to high school. Freshman year of high school was when my dad threw a violin at me and he threw a violin book at me and he's like, you're going to sing and you're going to play violin in mariachi and go, here's your first song. And so... Gave you no choice. Yeah, there was no choice. (laughs) And so that is where I felt like I started to feel like a performer Former, and I started to love being on stage. But before, oh my gosh, anytime mom would be like, you're going to sing the national anthem for this and that. And I'm like, I don't like it. It just, and come on, the national anthem is a tough song yeah. to sing. It's, <laughs> it's the toughest thing that I've ever sang. And I, it's like, I still get nervous. And... Gosh, that one will make my heart beat like a thousand beats per second. It's just, I hate you it. So many people think you know that it's so easy but when you think about it yeah it's like so heavily criticized mm-hmm. you know when people are doing it because you've heard so many different versions you're waiting to see how somebody's going to do yeah. something different with it let's talk about no, let's not oh, talk goodness. about uh, the, my boys love listening to the youtube the big follow-up uh, rally yeah. yeah we're not going to talk uh, politics no, but yeah. i think we know what we're yeah. talking about. and and there's yeah, a gentleman yeah. playing piano and he's like He's telling all the keys A flatish, oh, yes. B majorish, and it's loud. I'll send it to you. It's basically the singer can't keep in the same in the same key, and so there's a guy. He has the video playing, and he's playing like okay. She starts off in an A flat, and then she goes to a B minor. What? I don't know. It's just like crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> and he does something like oh this. gosh, you would you love it, right? You're gonna laugh so your butt okay, off. Okay, I'm checking this out. That's 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 a, that's a big thing about it. And again, I, I say grow. That's what I tell my children. I say listen to this master your craft and and because I tell my kids the same thing that her dad told her you don't want to if you don't feel like opening that case don't open that case don't open your saxophone don't open your trumpet just chill because your heart and mind needs to be in it you need to be able to you need to be able to breathe and breathing is a big part of the way we sing the way I sing the way I've taught my students how to sing but you know when I say master your craft you know I say learn the ins and outs of your instruments so you need to learn, and this is how I tie it in with vocal, with vocal singing, which is, you know, what I teach my mariachi kids because I have to get the three-part harmony in there. So I just practice. I said, okay, play it on your violin. Listen, are you matching? Are you getting eliminating the waves? Yeah, and I'm like, okay. So now, now sing it. Now vocalize it. I'm, I'm not asking for any of the syllables. I'm not asking for any of the diction. I'm just, just all right now. And so it's kind of like, all right. There, okay, now let's work the diction. And so, like, in Spanish, you know, the diction in Spanish, it's so aggressive compared yeah. to, like, and we were just talking about this we last were, night. We were, we <laughs> were. Because we had to go from that, you know, the English stuff, at Pearl Jam. Country. You know, Michael Jackson uh-huh. to country, and then... I end up going to the Mexican mariachi. But then there's also the Mexican... Oh, the, the pop, pop, the Mexican pop, stuff. Then, yeah, just the, the, the vocalization, like the mm-hmm. face and, and how you're articulating your phrases. And I had this misconception. When I was in college, I used to think that all singing was supposed to be... 
I used to think that I, I, you know, I had a misconception about all that. But as I got older, I'm like, wait a minute, there's different things that vocalists need to do in order to be able to do everything mm-hmm. you know yes there's our drama singers our, our, our what do you call it the opera singers okay. right and then we have Broadway, Broadway singers and, and everything changes everything changes and it's so amazing we were just talking about literally that, we were talking about how different everything is yeah I think it came up when I was saying what song it, it was the chicks I was singing right. Goodbye Earl, and so when I sing Goodbye Earl, it's more like, Marianne, I'm one of the best of friends, and it's like more nasally, it has like the, a the twang. twang, and then I, I, you know, I was saying, if it's so different, and then I have to remember, oh, okay, well, Adele has that wider sound to her her voice it's more chesty and we were just saying like wow like we're, we're having to switch those styles yeah. from one song to the next and get the crowd going at the same time hoping yeah. that they like it I, I do want to talk some more about the variants and styles especially with the, the kind of music that you all particularly like mm-hmm. to do but before we do that we are going to take a quick commercial break but <laughs> listeners don't go anywhere because this is an episode you're not going to want to miss you're going to want to come back and continue listening to list sosa and juan sosa right here on Talkapella. You may not know this, but Acaville is a nonprofit. We're a community-supported organization, and the way we keep our lights on and keep the music spinning is largely through memberships and contributions. So I encourage you to be a member of Acaville. Not only will you support everything that we're doing and supporting the community and bringing great music and features to you, but there are some pretty killer member benefits out there as well. Head on over to Acaville.org, check out the member benefits, because we'd love to have you as a member of the Acaville community and welcome back to talk <laughs> man what a treat listeners did you just hear that you know that has to be one of the the best intros to our second half of the show that we've had so uh man i love it i love a conversation and a show yeah that's what we do that's what we do that's what double right? vision is <laughs> Uh, that's that's what we've been speaking with Liz Sosa and Juan Sosa. Liz Hi. and I used to sing together back in college with the green tones that we've mentioned multiple times on the show. And today she brought her uh, uncle along who they sing in a group called Double Vision. But the first half of the show, man, we were just talking about a lot of really cool things such as family, about connecting to music, about growing, about so many other cool things. And we're going to continue that train of rolling here because I want to get in, into Double Vision here. That's the band that you all sing in. I'm wondering if you can talk to us about the style of music that you all perform and, you know, what's the aim here? Is it is this a passion project? Is it something fun on the side or are you looking to do this full time? Gosh. Well, this is definitely <laughs> fun. We're both educators. I'm a full-time music educator. And so I'm actually going to be busy uh, a lot oh. more here coming up in the summer. Okay. So anytime we can squeeze in a gig here and there, it's going to be fun because... It's going to be work, work, work all the time. And so it really is a passion thing. It really is mm-hmm. something. I mean, like we were just talking about that with some of the musicians, some of the guests. I mean, we're yeah. talking about uh, Latin Grammy recording artist uh, Joe, Joe Ojeda, who recorded, okay. recorded with Selena and Los Dinos. Selena Los Dinos. Oh, he was really? there last night yeah. and he's like, God bless you guys. You know, guys keeping music alive here in Laredo. Oh, and yeah. it was just really cool, you know, to see that because... We truly love what we do, and this is a side project. If something extraordinary comes out of it, then great. If not, that's okay. We're, we're okay. You know, we, we, we really love singing with each other, and it is a lot of fun. We do it for the fun. I think last night we actually said 
we spend more than we make. Oh my gosh, yes, I had said that. So, <laughs> oh, so the boy. crowd, like I said yesterday, yesterday's crowd is just, it was a different crowd. And yeah. not that we do it for the money. We don't. We actually don't, don't get paid do for, for two of our gigs that we have on a weekly basis. Yeah. We do it because we like performing. Sometimes we'll get some tips. We didn't get any tips yesterday. And so I was paying my tab, my bar tab. I look at my tab. We get our, we get the, the bar tabs. We get a, we get a meal tab. And so, yeah, last night we both went over and we're just like. And we're like, oh, well. Oh, well, well, well it was fun. <laughs> It was an experience. Man, tough club. We actually, and, it, and, it's, and it's all acoustic. I mean, yes, we sing several songs that we harmonize in, but it's an acoustic setting. I play uh, steel string guitar, and Liz hashes out some songs on the fiddle. Of course, it's the violin, but, you know, I call it the fiddle. I introduce her as Liz on the fiddle, you know. And last night, we actually had one of my former students, one of her high school mates, join us, and he played uh, cajon, which is the acoustical. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. box. So he played that, and he played... A little bit of snare, a little bit of wind chimes, a little bit of shaker, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of percussion stuff. And so it added to the element. And he recently lost his big sister, too. And, and I kind of like, he texts me and I was like, hey, man, what are you doing tomorrow? And he said, and I'm like, join us. He goes, really? You want me to play with you, sir? And I'm like, yes. He also used to work with me. He, he was uh, my uh, percussion teacher. So I know how talented he is. And so I told Liz, uh, hey, he's going to join us on Friday. We have another gig on Friday, tomorrow, outdoors. And I said, he's going to join us. And she's like, Wait, what? And after the gig, like after, you know, he played with us, she's like, he can come. And I'm like, of course he's a real talented kid, you know, a real talented guy, you know. So. I'm very protective of what we have. We're very jealous of, you know, like who's People talking who to her. Oh you know, my like, gosh. talking to me. The she's first like, time, no, no, no. The first time you had invited, uh, who was it, Carlos? Uh-huh. on a guitar to, to join us for one of our gigs. Yes, and Carlos Morales, <laughs> classically trained guitar player. Amazing guitar player. Amazing, like classically oh trained. Goodness. And so he, he comes in with an electric guitar. Mm-hmm. So he took it, uh, he, he said, you got the acoustic, I'll play electric, I'll play leads. You know, if you want me to sing. And so Liz is like, after the gig, she's like, hey, maybe you can come back and join us sometime. And I started laughing. I'm like, yeah, he's really talented. And you guys are picky on your feature. I think it's here. just me. Right. It's just me who's No, we're, we're both like that. Like, we don't invite just anybody no, to no. the mind. Oh, goodness, no. Right. No. Go, oh, just real quickly, going back to what you had uh-huh. asked us of like, if this was just, if it was a passion project or how, it is definitely a passion project for me. And I don't want to speak for my uncle, but I also feel like, my uncle having asked me to join him with this group that we've made, it has been a healing, uh, a coping mechanism for me as well. And because we just lost my aunt Priscilla in January, my uncle had mentioned earlier, and it still is even right now, it's really tough to deal with, but getting the chance to perform with my uncle, getting to the chance, and I'm getting emotional right now, but getting the chance to do what my aunt had taught me. She's the one who taught me how to sing. She's the one who taught me how to perform and, um, Getting to do that Tuesdays and Wednesdays, occasional weekends, I just feel like that her spirit is with us still. Like she's still around, and it, it's a way of honoring her at the same time. So I, I just most like definitely, it. most yeah. definitely, she was the eldest in my family, and she taught me how to play guitar, and, and I just I didn't want to look at the guitar for like two weeks, and, yeah. and so you know again we don't want to make everybody all sad but no. <laughs> it, it is family this is what our family is about it really is yeah. it really is yeah and I'm, I'm so sorry for your for your loss and especially when it comes to uh someone who's been a, a big encouragement when it comes to something you're passionate about i i know what that not the loss part but i know what it's like to have somebody who really believes in what you're doing and who pushes you along and so you know our, our hearts go out to you all right now going back to the music 
music a little bit because I, I do really want our listeners to get a, a feel of what you guys do because this is it's not every day we get guests like you on the show who can really change things up for us <laughs> and explore a different side of music that we don't often get to discuss. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few of your videos, but in terms of specifics here, you know, is it is it, I know that you mentioned there are some covers of pop songs. Do you guys do tr- more traditional Latin songs? You know, g- give us an idea of the songs that you guys like to do. Do you put a Latin twist on popular songs? What What's the deal here? Well, that's a, that's a good question mm-hmm. because a lot of people, since we are in a Hispanic community, you know, we are on the border. A lot of people do want to hear Latin. They do want to hear the, the Mexican folkloric music. They do want to hear international pop stuff, the Mexican pop stuff, the Spanish pop. And I'm not, not only talking Mexican, I'm talking about Latin pop. Okay. We do a lot of it. We know a lot of it because we were raised with it. But we try. I try. You know, I always tell, I always tell Liz, this is a strumming I'm going to use. And sometimes it depends on what we do. Like, I'll try to keep it simple simply because most of the time I'm singing. So I like to keep it simple. Traditionally, if we're doing a Mexican song, we keep it traditional to the Mexican strumming. If I'm doing like a Latin one, I'll try to keep it simple so that people recognize the song right off the bat. If I'm doing English pop, we're big on 80s, 90s grunge, okay? And we, and of course, we we have our modern day stuff like EXO, John Mayer. Mayer. We do cover that one. I hope John Mayer's not... (laughs) I'm an accompaniment guitar player. I'm not a lead guitar player. So there's no way I can imitate John. Okay. For the record. For and the that's record. not what we're trying to do. No, that's never just... really been our thing, like trying to imitate anybody. We mm-hmm. just like, we'll pick a song that we think that the crowd is going to like, that we like too, right? Because you have to like it and feel it oh, as yeah. well. Right. And so it, it's, you know, so we try to do, we say one of the things that I told Liz, stay true to the intent of the lyrics you know of, of, for example Billie Jean Michael Jackson okay yeah. I heard a version by Chris Cornell and, and again it's all in homage to what those musicians have done like I said we don't we're not making we're making memories right. memories are more important than money I get it I would say somewhat of what Chris Cornell did but I think what one of the one of the important things that my brother-in-law has who's also a music teacher here in Laredo he said man I always liked that song but I never really paid attention and the way you sing it just makes it sound so different and I'm like yeah it just gives it it, it takes it it takes it a little bit different and that's what I always tell this stay true to the intent of the lyrics what do the lyrics mean you know, and, and you know, grunge music, it's always hit and miss. You're like, what is the song about? You know, it's like, okay, it's more of it. Yeah, creep, you know, like the radio hit creep. Okay, what is this song about? Or, you know, even uh, Stone Temple Pilots, you know, yeah. Interstate Love Song. It's all, we also do that. Okay. And that's the only song I do leads in. And oh. it's not like the greatest, but, but it it's is. also, it, it's a slow, slower version of it. Staying true again to the lyrics, staying true to the acoustic setting. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told Liz. I said, I really don't want a drummer or a bass player to join us because you're state you're gonna get away from that acoustical setting. You know, oh, yeah. like a cappella is, is acoustic and you know, occasionally you'll add the, the, the box, right? You'll you'll add, you know, shapers here and there. Right. But, but you stay true to the acoustical setting of the yeah. vocals, right? And so that's kind of what I always tell Liz. I'm like, Yeah, I don't I don't want a drummer, I really don't want a bass player. We'll invite people here and there to join us. And besides, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And oh my God, you know, hey man, I can't make the gig or I'm running late or... 
Brian already knows this. Brian, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm like, I'm, okay, I've experienced it a few times. Brian so I, you know, I was like, lateness. no, but you know, <laughs> uh, it's Hollywood. So that's it's kind of what we like to do. We do the '80s pop tunes. Yeah. Um, and I've got stuff that actually I was doing way before I started singing. Actually, I'm going to do a big shout out to where I started doing this by myself mm-hmm. acoustically. A uh, big shout out to my family from Laredo, Texas. I stumbled onto that bar on a Saturday evening and Mike, who was with me in high school, was sitting outside and he right away asked me, hey man, you still sing? Get your guitar and get on stage. And I'm like, I was like, I'm like, I'm tired. And so he's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Don't worry about it. And so then I talked to him later, like I got his number and I said, hey man, you give me give me a chance to get on stage, man. You know, you know, give me a $30 bar tab and, you know, let me sing some songs and, and just by myself, me and the guitar. So I started yeah. that like about two years ago. So okay. there's a lot of material that I have by myself. And so when I brought her in two months ago, three yeah. months ago, it just yeah. like, it just like tripled our, our, our set list. Yeah. I mean, it's like, wow, we have so much to choose from. So, and I like so much of what you're saying. I feel like there's so many gems in there for the community at large and everything that you're, you're just bringing up here, because I specifically, you were talking about just kind of go back a little bit. You're talking about the intent of lyrics. And I think with the, the community here, the acapella community, you see so many various interpretations of songs and everybody wants to take the really cool pop upbeat song and make it a ballad or mm-hmm. you you see them wanting a really transformer song where it's almost hard to really like find its roots at the end of the day and i like how you were telling for all the listeners out there to go back listen to the lyrics go and really dial in on them and that will kind of help steer you a certain way and uh, another thing just because we are talking about latin music here we're talking some about latin music here for me that has so much culture to it when we when you start talking about latin it's hard to listen to latin music and not just feel something you know it's easy I'm like I feel like there are a lot of songs out there you can just listen and you know you'll just kind of you know just let it play in the back but you can't do that really with Latin music because it just kind of moves you a little bit Mm -hmm. and on the show we talk a great deal about culture here you know the culture of music our community and how it can really define us as musicians for you two specifically and maybe I'll start with Liz a little bit here how big of a role does culture play into what you all bring to the state the role that culture plays When I bring it to the stage, well, first and foremost, like I said earlier, I feel like I started gaining my ability to perform through performance in mariachi. Mariachi is, you know, traditional Mexican music. We we have acoustic, really, right? And so you, and then also mariachi is the type of music that you play at events, right? So you're playing for big crowds. You're playing for for parties usually, sometimes for funerals. For fiesta. Yeah. And so that idea of like you're singing for a crowd, you're singing for a party, that brings in that that sense of you know this is me. This is my blood. This is like, yo soy Latina, that kind of thing. And it does play a lot in, in what we do together on stage. Even when we're not singing Latin music, it, you know, I sing, what's, what's one of the bigger songs that I sing? When we do Firework, right? When we recorded oh, yeah. Firework mm-hmm. with Green Tones, when we did our, our Shades album, I remember I, there was a part where I sang out a long note right? And that, mm, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so that, I learned that through mariachi and that ability to like, kind of like, okay, I may not be singing 
Latin music, but I can still use the things that I've learned from it and take that energy and perform it in, you know, in any kind of music background. But yeah, like mariachi, mariachi is my roots and it helps me be able to belt and it helps me be able to get a, a different style into things. Gosh, I, I don't know like, if that makes any sense. Gee, it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. I, I get what right. you're saying. Yeah. And like, that's something that I was thinking about as I was thinking about, man, having you guys on the show is just like when I think of like the mariachi music and stuff, mm-hmm. it's just passionate. It's energetic. Oh, definitely. Uh-huh. And so, even yeah, with the slower songs, like even in slower songs for mariachi, you can sing, they're called boleros, right? Mm-hmm. And so how would you, how would you describe a bolero, Theo? A boleros, I actually the dancing, the, the slow dancing type of song. It's usually just a, a straight one and two and three and four and one. And that's acoustical strumming on the guitar down, yeah. up, down, or down, down, down. It's, it's very traditional. Those are the boleros. And so with the bolero, what I was going to mention with that, like it's a slower song, but there's still that energy in it. It's driving yeah, the, the song. The, and The vocalizations yeah, of the, it, you uh-huh. know, and, and basically there's a pattern. There's mm-hmm. a chordal pattern that most of us have where it does the little, we call it in Spanish, we call it circulo, which is just a yeah. progression of it's chords. That most of them have it where it goes up the scale, C, D minor, E, E flat, D minor, and back to C. And then it prefers you to G minor 7 to C7. And it goes to the four chord, the subdominant. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where it's like, boom, you know, you belt it out. That's yeah. usually where, where because it develops, it's developing, you know. And so <laughs> it's, it's just really cool how yeah. what we do is we try to tie all that stuff in you know there's sometimes where i'm like hey just go with me just mm-hmm. follow me let's just vamp on this so that's basically what we try to do and i think what you were asking was how much of the latin stuff do we do how do we tie it in for example let's talk a little bit about salsa you know because it's not a whole bunch of salsa going on in the radio mm-hmm. but it is very latin and so people love of course the mexican mariachi what we do, what we do right but there is a Mark Anthony song that I do do. And so I actually do mariachi strumming on it. Really? Yeah, wow. that's how I integrate that particular song is doom, doom, doom. And so the strumming I do is actually, I think, I'm not too sure, but I think it's a Spanish strumming from actually Spain, mm-hmm. but that we use in mariachi. Uh-huh. So it's got a stop and there's down, down, stop, down, stop, down, stop, down, stop, down, stop, down, down. So it's really like a and so when I sang that song, people are like, okay, that was cool. You know, it's like, well, at least I think they're saying cool or they could say, that sounded like crap. <laughs> you know, that whole explanation real quickly, the explanation that my uncle gave about the circle, the circulo, mm-hmm. that reminded me a lot of when I started singing acapella with the green tones, like you guys would always talk about the chord progressions and stuff like that. And it didn't click because I, I mean, I knew the terms and stuff like that, but I don't think it really clicked until I started singing acapella because then I realized, oh, this is what my voice is doing. And like the connection of your voice and then to the the technical terms I don't know it's different than when you're learning it on an instrument because an instrument is like a separate part right it's not your body and having to learn it with your voice I think it made it clearer for me to understand and so after I started acapella I definitely became a better musician it helped me hear it better understand it and just like overall acapella is has made me a better musician, totally. I, I'm with you. I discovered so much, you know, through that journey that mm-hmm. I took through that phase of my life just doing acapella. Because like you said, you're having to connect with that original instrument that's what's inside you. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting that you bring up 
the, the green toes a little bit because I, you know, once upon a time, you and I were discussing bringing like more diverse song choices. To our I remember that. And, <laughs> and, oh my and goodness! Just, yes, I do. Juan just set us up perfectly with you. You're talking about a lot of different geographical things with music there, and for me, I really would have enjoyed performing like some a little bit of Latin music during our oh, time with the group. No, um, still to this day, you know, I don't see many vocal groups like exploring this genre. Mm -hmm. You know, some, yes, but not a lot. And and I'm curious as two people who are really engulfed in the style here, you know, in your opinion, how can we make vocalists, you know, feel more comfortable enough to like explore or cover like Latin music or, you know, different geographical types of music? Mm. Because I, I know that I think like I, like we were talking earlier, groups, they're willing to change up and make songs really different. But, you know, how do we take that a step further and just really branching out to something unique? I think first and foremost, you listen you have to listen to it and, and then you have to study, you have to study a little bit of it as to what part of the song you're singing. Okay, like for example, let's talk about a salsa chart. Let's talk about Mi Gente. It's a Hector Laveau song, but Mark Anthony covered it in the movie oh, okay. uh, Cantante. Okay. So let's talk a little bit. And I'm not too great. I, I, I don't particularly know all the roots of it, but I learned it because I sang with a salsa group. In Brownsville, a big shout out to my my buddies in Brownsville, 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 Texas, which is the <laughs> southernmost tip of Texas. Big Son Montuno, Richard De La Riva, Sam Rodriguez, and those amazing musicians. Because I I had those horn players right behind me playing double G's. It's, it's crazy. It's loud. It's awesome. You know, it's a lot of power. But in learning, I had to learn that. I had to learn that style because I had sang mariachi my whole life and, and choir stuff and so you have to study it a little bit you have to know what part of the song you're singing for example the intro okay so you have verse number one verse number two and then you have the solo section and then you have what is called the mambo section the solo section is the mambo section and then you have the now pregón translates to i guess it's the ad lib self-reflection why you're singing the song so the song could be a, a song tells you what it wants to say. Mi gente, ustedes. It's like it's talking to my people. Come together with me. Come jump out with me. Come enjoy this great time. You know, whatever. So then when Hector Lavoe gets to the pregón after the mambo, which is the big horn section, he goes off and he's at living and he's talking about his barrio, his, his upbringing in Puerto Rico and all this stuff. And so it's like once you study it and once you learn the translation, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's the way I felt. And I am Latino. I mean, and I grew mm -hmm. up with listening to nothing. Mm -hmm. But when I listen to salsa music, when I listen to Hector Laveau, Mark Anthony, Ruben Juarez, mm -hmm. Gloria Stefan, even her salsa stuff, yeah. you listen to all of that. And when you listen, when you learn how to translate that pregón section, that ad lib section, you're like, wow, man, these guys are talking about a lot of their Realness. their culture yeah. they're hurting their, what they've gone through in life and it's like it's really powerful stuff okay. once you learn it yeah. and i think acapella groups like i would love for the green tones too let's do it because i have i listen to your album every so often i have it saved <laughs> i have it saved on my phone and, oh thank um, you on, on yeah. itunes and yeah and, you know, there'll be times where i'm at i'm at work and he'll send me a picture of the album cover he's like just thinking about you yeah, missing, missing your voice so that was before we started right, gigging together but yeah, he would do that telling the truth he does listen but to the album. <laughs> you know, I would I would love to challenge the Green Tones to do at mm. least three or four covers. And, and and you know what? This is the best. I think as a music educator, I think this is the best approach to it. Start off with one, but stick to the same style. Don't try to do a, a slow Latin, slow salsa tune. Do like 
For example, one of those that I spoke about, you know, Valio La Pena, something that's going to get your feet wet, something that mm. you can start it. Okay, what is the song about? You know, Valio La Pena is like, was it worth the embarrassment for me to be with you? That's what the song is about. Mm. You know, was it worth the embarrassment? And, you know, it's like, it's a powerful lyrics, yeah. very powerful lyrics. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I would love to hear that in an acapella setting, but stick to one style. Try one, have somebody translate it. If you don't have any Spanish majors there, you know, get some Spanish majors there. You know, the university, come on, guys, people there. Oh, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's yeah. got to do it, you know. If not, and a big shout out to my my beautiful sister who actually teaches at uh, University of North Texas, Dallas. Dallas. Mm -hmm. she, oh. is, she is assistant dean of bilingual education. So if y'all need her help, y'all look her up. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Patsy Sanchez. She, you reach out for her because she's she'll help oh, you. Yeah, she she'll will. teach you. She she, will. She, she, she'll, and she also uh, uh, used to teach Flocorico dance. Right. So right. she's she's a okay. dancer. So, but uh, yeah, the approach to to doing something new, as I've done, as we've done, is you start out slow. Think about end end in mind. Think about the end in mind. Think about what tune do you want to connect with the audience. You know, because again, okay, so if you're if you're going to record it, you're going to go into a studio and you're going to do it, you have to think about all those things. It takes a little right. bit of research, especially if nobody's familiar, nobody's explored it. Yeah, you're going to have to do a little bit of research. You're going to have to listen to it. You're going to have to start imitating the, the vocalization, the diction, because... Mm -hmm. The style of the instruments as you know, well is different. It, when I came back to Laredo, my old band director, who is my assistant right now, Hector Navarro, he told me, he was like, you sound like you're from up north. And I'm like, I was in the valley. I was further south. And it's just the, the surrounding, the people that, that you're in, you start. And so, but in the valley, I practiced a lot of vocalization on the Latino stuff, on the salsa stuff. And I had to work at it. I, and talking about getting home from, I used to drive 40 miles every day. I used to get home at eight, nine, and I'd give my kids a, a goodnight kiss. And my wife would go upstairs and I would turn on salsa CDs and I'd be listening to them two, three hours. I studied two, three hours. I go to sleep at one in the morning and I listen, stop, pause, imitate. What is, what is this? What is he saying? So I had to download a whole bunch of lyrics. I had to print out a whole bunch of stuff and I'd be like, okay. And so, and I had to like literally practice it. I was like, wow, your vocal exercises just out. You know, it's like, okay. And then right. put it, and it's like, wow, it's like. Wow. It, it's so it does take some homework, but I, I right. would love to hear. I would love to hear somebody do it a cappella. That'd be great. So cool. So cool. You know, so it's really it's really about that exposure, and I don't want to discount. There, like I said, there are definitely a few groups out there that are doing it, but I don't think they're nearly enough for sure. But with that, unfortunately, we do have to take our last commercial break, listeners. But don't go anywhere. We have one final segment we are going to do right here on Tacapella with Liz Sosa and Juan Sosa right after this break. Justin Glodich has done a lot in music, directed a collegiate group, performed on a reality TV show, and now he's in the classroom as a music educator, and he's got a show all about it. Aka Education focuses on how to bring contemporary acapella into music classrooms, and you can hear it right here, Thursdays at 7 p.m. East, 4 p.m. West, and again on rebroadcast Sundays at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. East, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. West. It's also part of the Acaville Podcast Network at podcast.acaville.org. Thanks for joining us back on Tacapella. What a wild ride we have been on. We have been learning so much from Liz Sosa and Juan Sosa. They've been sharing so much about their life, about their history with music, their family connection and their ties to music, about their band, Double Vision, about 
man, everything. We could go on and on, but you know what? <laughs> go back and listen because there's so many gems in there. But we are going to transition into our final part of the show. This is a really cool part of the show where we get to learn just a little bit more about our guest today. And that is through rapid fire questions. We've come up with a list of questions. <laughs> That's right. We've come up with some questions to hopefully catch you guys off guard. Okay. So Liz, Juan, are you guys ready? We're ready. As ready as we can be, I guess. First question. What is your favorite non-music activity? I like to paint. I watercolor. Barbecue? Oh, yeah. All right. What was your dream job as a kid? I am living my dream job. At nine years oh. old, I told my dad, he was he was in, and I'm doing quickly, I was walking up and down the hallway at my mom's house, and I was conducting, and he, he stopped me. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm practicing being the band director. He's like, why do you want to be? He was a band director, and I said, but I want to be the band director at Nixon High School. And so he was like, okay, so that's what I do. So I'm living my dream. I'm still working um, on it. As a kid, my I wanted to be Selena. So living that, <laughs> oh, that uh, okay. performer life, uh, musical, I mean, I'm living a part of it right now, but you know, to make it a yeah. career, that's my dream. <laughs> Great answers. All right, next question. What's one thing you can't live without? My family. My family. <laughs> and, and that includes everybody yeah. all the way down. My Aunts brothers and cousins. And, my brothers, you know. mom and dad. Family, yep. Great. What was the last song you performed live? Last night. Oh, Firework. Firework, right. We actually, oh, yeah, we okay. actually do a mashup of uh, Ray of Light, and Madonna. Madonna, and then Firework. What? I wanted yeah. to hear this. That's great. All right. What's one meal you could eat at any time of the day? Pizza. Pizza. That's how, I think everybody would have answered that. Right, right. Nice. All right. The the like the most controversial question we have on Rapid Fire: cats or dogs? Cats. Dogs. Cats. Ooh, split. Dogs. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. Who's the person that inspires you the most? Oh gosh, my dad, my mom. But one person that truly inspires me right now is my sister Elizabeth. She's a great motivator. You know, she actually is a corporate sponsor i'd like to call her that her and her husband jacinto i say you guys are my corporate sponsors because you know they bought me microphones and they bought me speakers and you know they bought me stuff for, for us to go out perform so i think you know again and i probably gonna get backlash but i love all my sisters i love my brother but i think because liz lives this is funny you know we spent a year with her my aunt liz not me yeah she, we, we lived with her for a year, and so we ended up moving out. We found a house a minute and a half away from her house. So she lives so close to me, and sometimes I just pick up my guitar and I go over to her house. And or she'll she's, call, she's like, what are you doing? She's an inspiration. <laughs> she's a leader. She's a motivator. She put me through college. She helped me a lot through college, oh, you know, oh. so yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't want to be without her. I'm not ready for that. A great answer. What about you? My Liz? answer it sounds so cheesy. You're my inspiration, Uncle. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't tell my dad that. He'll cry. No, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, oh gosh, but it's so hard to narrow it down. But right, yeah, my, my uncle, he inspires me. I love it. Great answers. All right. Do you have any weird habits? Weird habits. My weird habits? Oh, any yeah. My son just pointed at me. Okay, so yes. <laughs> I will, my wife gets so mad at me because she'll wash my pants, my sweaters, and all my napkins, <laughs> my tissues, my napkins, and mostly all napkins from when I wash my hands, because I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm always washing my hands. You know, and this is actually pre-pandemic, right? Oh, there's it's, a confirmation. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's just me. That's just me. I think my weird habit, and this was before even the pandemic, I don't like to touch doorknobs. So I'll get a paper towel and I'll always 
We're a little bit the same, aren't we? Use the paper yeah, towel that's that says similar. door novels. We're, I don't like we're it. Both Capricorn. We're both Sagittarius. We're both Capricorns. There must be something going on there. Okay. <laughs> and then the final question. Tell us one performance mishap or embarrassing moment that you've had. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't just name one. I know, right? I, actually, Whatever comes to mind. Yeah, you know, yeah. I tripped over the wire and I unplugged everything. And this was about, oh, about no. was, was when I first started by myself. It was about a year and a half ago. You know, I had just tapped into the house system and I was like, okay good to go and i was getting on stage and i just like tripped i fell flat on my hands and the wire popped out and i actually busted a cable like i would i, I moved the whole i moved the whole board and i busted a cable and i was like i had to run to guitar center and buy another cable and then run back you know wow yeah so that's, that's what rough, I, yeah. I always tell this be careful the cable this is gonna be really gross i used to do mariachi gigs on a mother's day in in dallas you know the oak cliff area and we had a gig outside and it had been a long night uh, i guess i ate something bad and right before the gig like the people were waiting on the side i threw up on the side of the oh, house my goodness. and then i that's got i know it's so gross it, that's I, very that's very uh pitch perfect i know right i threw up and then i had to <laughs> and then i had to hurry up and get back into my spot because we had a whole hour gig you know to do that so that was embarrassing the family on the mm -hmm. side they were like is she okay she doesn't have to play i'm like i'm fine i'm fine but yeah that was embarrassing <laughs> it was gross that was really disgusting no the, hey we wanted we wanted those uh responses you gave it to us i feel like i know you guys just a little bit better after that wow thank you guys so much that was an amazing round of rapid fire questions uh, we always like to wrap up this show with a bit of advice something our listeners can walk away with something that they can take with them and so we pose that question to you all if you could offer our listeners some advice what would you say live in the moment especially when you're performing we can oftentimes get so caught up with like oh what's the technical stuff am i gonna sing my notes right i mean that's all important but live in the performance live it because you don't know you know every day is a blessing and you don't know if you're going to be able to do that again so enjoy it that's my advice i think i have like two or three little things that, that i was telling my students and you want to stay true to the intent of the music whether it's lyrics or the actual content or the or the harmonic content but you want to stay true to that but you also want to give it your thing you also want to make it make it yours mm -hmm. make it's your performance okay and also be prepared we really don't practice together. It's really like, you gotta learn that, I gotta learn this, we'll put it together, we'll, we'll just quickly review it, and if it sounds good, okay, we'll do it. If it's not, we'll wait another week. But I think a lot has to do with, you have to make sure that you practice if you wanna perform it. And then when you go out and perform, don't ever think that it's gonna be a tournament or it's gonna be, you wanna sing better than anybody else, you wanna perform better than anybody else. No, you wanna perform the way you want to perform, the way you have practiced it. This is you, this is you. You have to stay true to yourself. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that's my biggest advice is practice it if you wanna perform it. And when you perform it, make sure that you it's you. Thank you guys so much. That was incredible advice. I know our listeners really enjoyed it. If our listeners wanted to learn more about you, Liz or Juan or the band Double Vision. You can join us on Instagram. Our Instagram is Double Vision Music, all one word. And vision is spelled with a Z. 
So, yeah, double vision music. Where does he say that, right? But, uh, yeah, and then, of course, you can find me off of her Facebook, but I, I think I have. Or, yeah, join me on friends. Facebook. I don't have enough friends. Uh, join me on Facebook, Elizabeth M. Sosa. And, yeah, you'll also find our, our Instagram through there, too. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, be sure to go check out Double Vision's music and uh, go give them a follow. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's episode. I also want to mention, be sure to go give Talkapella a follow on Twitter. We have a Talkapella account, two Ps, two Ls. And check out the website, talkapella.org as well as give Acaville Radio a follow. They are the wonderful platform through which we stream through. As always, you can find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. And I want to thank Liz and Juan so much for joining us on today's episode. This was incredible. I loved learning about you all's family dynamic, learning about the history, learning about the music, and just learning about the passion. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for the invite. Thank you, you so take much. Care. Of course, you guys are welcome back anytime. That's <laughs> going to do it for today's episode. For everything else, stay tuned.